Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Epic Cash Twitter Spaces. Thank you all for joining on. I'm your host, Jam, and today we'll be discussing how Epic and Epicenter plans to achieve being the path of least resistance for the masses. Now, I would really appreciate it if you could all please give this spaces a retweet and, and share this on any other social media that you make use of. That would be really useful. Uh, so before we get into the news for this week, I actually have a, a little bit of a story that I would like to share about my better half and I's first day in Bolivia. Um, so basically, we left, a, we left a place in northern Argentina called Salta to head towards a town that borders Bolivia and Argentina. And this was on Thursday morning, and that alone was an eight-hour bus journey. And we had to then catch another bus from the other side of the border to be able to get to where we are now, the destination we are, which is, of course, a place called Ayuni. And Ayuni is famous for being the largest and highest salt flats in the world, covering an area of 12,000 square kilometers. And we arrived in Ayuni at 3 a.m. on Friday morning. And... Um, what we weren't aware of, and perhaps we should have been aware, is that a uni has an altitude of 3,700 meters. And so when we arrived, the temperature was, in, in the metric I used, was minus 10. And in the metric that others used was 14 degrees Fahrenheit. And we, we didn't have any accommodation booked, um, because what we normally do is we tend to spend a few hours in the bus terminal when we travel overnight, just to save a, you know, 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there on, uh, on accommodation. And that's what we've tended to do over the last five months. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we met an amazing Bolivian couple who were opening up their business for the day in this small container at 3.30 a.m. in the morning. And they just so happened to be making a fire on the side of the street, not only for warmth, but it was a traditional practice that they do of combining fire with something called dulce divina, which is sweet wine. And they happen to carry this out only twice a year. And basically the smoke of this fire has a really distinct smell because of the dulce divino. And it's supposed to bring what they call buena suerte, which is good luck in Spanish. And uh, basically what was happening was the smoke would go all into their container and they would try to breathe some in even just for good luck. And it's supposed to bring good luck for their business, good luck for, for life, for prosperity and health. And uh, basically what we did at 3.30 a.m. on Friday morning was... We asked them whether we could just sit with them next to their fire because we were absolutely freezing and, you know, we didn't have anywhere else to go apart from just to sit on the side of the street on a bench or something for, for several hours. And basically their first reaction was to pull out some plastic stools for us and give us some hot drinks and, and give us a few blankets to keep us warm. And it was literally like one of the most amazing things I've experienced because, you know, they didn't have to do any of that and it was in the middle of the night and so basically, Friday morning was spent with a Bolivian couple we had never met before on the side of a street with their traditional fire that they only do twice a year and just talking to them for about four hours before we could actually, you know, go to a cafe that uh, opened and, and get some Wi-Fi and then book a room and some accommodation. So I know this is uh, completely random and it's not something I, I've tended to do in the first seven episodes, but it's just it was just a really surreal experience for both my wife and I and something I'll never forget. So. So yeah, just wanted to share that with you all. And, and now that Jam story time is, is over, let's get right into the news and updates for the week. Um, so first of all, I wanted to touch on Max's update in terms of the latest Freeman Express news. And I know he mentioned the other day that a lot of work has gone into the last five years into being able to develop a number of areas to make Epic Cash easier to buy and also to make it easier to spend. And what I understand from the update is that we're getting closer and closer to soon be able to buy Epic Cash from, from your standard website. I believe it was buyepiccash.com. And also we'll be able to soon be start buying products, goods and services using both debit and credit cards as well via Epic Cash. And obviously this is, this is really great to hear. And also it ties in really nicely with today's topic chosen by the community. So moving on, I'm sure everyone who tunes into both this podcast and Uncle V's live stream will be aware that there's been a lot of work going on in the background for the new GUI wallet. And for want of a better word, the beta being published a few weeks ago, there have been a number of wallet testers that have been reporting on bugs. And obviously this has resulted in lots of bugs being fixed as well. 
And we're now getting to a stage where the community members that have been working really hard in the background, behind the scenes, will soon be able to publish the full version for all of us to be able to benefit from this you know, new upgrade to the GUI wallet. So I just wanted to say that I'm sure I speak on behalf of all of the community that we really appreciate all of these people working hard in the background you know, to enable this new wallet to come to fruition. And the last bit of news that I'd like to touch upon is the development and developer of E.ON. Now, we have met someone called Henry, who many in the community may not have heard of just yet. But with his resume, I'm sure you'll want to find out more. And Henry has previously had major involvement in the development of both Algorand and Near Protocol. Now, for those who are not aware, these are two very popular layer one protocols that are currently both in the top 40 in terms of market capitalization. Now, Henry will be the lead developer for both Eon and the Free Manatee app. And so, you know, to have this additional experience in not only the, you know, two critical pieces of development for the ecosystem, but, you know, to have this experience in the community as a whole is, is only going to be really beneficial for Epic Cash. So if you do happen to see Henry in the Telegram chats, you know, let's make sure to give him a warm welcome. Uh, so anyway, guys, that's all from me in terms of the news. But would anybody else like to chime in? That's a, um, wow. Well, that is, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of news. It, so it is fan it fantastic. Um, right. Henry's awesome. Uh, I got introduced with him on a brief phone call this week. Um, he understands the people and technology aspects of what we're doing. And he's a perfect fit for our community and um, brilliant uh, summary of, of what's going on, Jam, uh, uh, this week. So I don't, I don't really have much to add at this time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. We're just waiting for all this great stuff to happen <laughs> and supporting it in the Telegram channels that we're, we're in to get that to happen. Well, I wouldn't say you're just sitting around waiting, um, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I listened to your podcast with Jam last week, and boy, oh boy, are, are you brilliant and energetic and, and doing some fantastic things, along with so many dozens of other people in our community, but uh, yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I just made a note, you know, get butt in gear, get get that bot <laughs> information. <onto that. laughs> It's a, it's a constant battle with everything. I, we all, you know, we're all normal people and we have daily lives and um, we stay plenty busy. Yep. And to me, Epic is like this reading a, a suspense mystery novel, like what's going to come next, you know, what new characters are going to be introduced. And I just, I, I get goosebumps. <laughs> exactly. There's always something new, always. Okay, guys. Well, okay, no problem. Um, so, um, uh, well, apologies if I took all the news away, <laughs> but I'm sure we can start on today's topic. I know that we're actually supposed to have a guest on today that I was hoping to introduce at this point in time. Um, and it was a guy going by the name of Venti First that I'm sure you've seen in the Telegram oh, chats. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be, uh, I don't know whether he's in the chat, so apologies if you are. Um, but I understand that he's doing, you know, proposing some great services in terms of translations uh, for lots of different, you know, documentation. Oh. The obviously the new GUI wallet. Um, I know Donna's just requested to um, to speak, so perhaps Donna's got some news. But um, but yeah, hopefully we can we can hear from uh, Venti for us today. I know that he would bring a lot of value to the community. Of course, we've got lots of different translations already, but. You know, any more yeah. translation we can get for the new GUI wallet and any other additional documentation that we need would, would obviously be really beneficial. Definitely. Uh, Donna, uh, I don't know whether you wanted to touch up on that. Um, you're muted at the moment, but... Um, yeah, if you just... Yeah, I didn't want to... If she wanted to kind of go over that. I did see all those posts in the channel, so there's a lot happening. Lot yeah. so many translations. This is, it's amazing. I did Don I come off of mute? Yes, you did. There hey, you Donna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got you. No, hey, Donna. Known as the mother trucker. <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> I am uh, working with him to help express um, Venturis, the, the uh, ability that he has uh, operating a 
a group that uh, does translations throughout the world and made up a little chart, kind of like a, uh, instead of asking just uh, for donations, I, I put a little game to it to where people could adopt a certain language. And if they, you know, say like uh, L. McMurphy has adopted the Spanish channel, um, who else was that? Uh, Batuan has adopted the Turkey channel. Um, so that, not channel, I meant um, the uh, the adoption of language on the, the yeah, sure. That, yeah, so that's that's the little chart that I've been posting around. I've had help with, uh, with that from uh, Levi and uh, in Influential Aguar and um, just kind of moving since yesterday with it. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to actually leave the show for a second and go alert Venturis because I'm not sure if he's really on board with what time it was supposed to be. So maybe I'll go, uh, try, okay. I'll go try to catch him and be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah no it, problem at all. It's, well, it's a know. perfect, uh, you know, part of today's topic, which is how does Epic plan to achieve the path of least resistance? Um, so while Donna goes and tries to find Ventrius, I, I can't say it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll learn. I'll get better. I'll get. I'll get better. I promise. No, but yeah, um, like language integration is a huge part of it. Um, I, I know. You know, it, there's so many things to think about. Um, of how you reduce friction to, to uh, um, you know, being more accessible to the masses. And yeah, language is a really important part. Yeah, absolutely. So Donna, if you can, if you can make it on today at any point, then of course we'll, we'll kind of put a pause on the discussion and it will be great to hear from him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's one languages, excuse me, have so many translations. So between E1, that will bridge so much yeah. for people who are getting used to the, the word DeFi in the first place and all the things that go with DeFi and uh, and all of the, the things they should be doing at the same time while they're learning, which is obviously security and cryptocurrency and everything. And E1 will give them that familiar touchstone as well as being really convenient for the rest of us that are already in this. Sure. Okay, well, with that said, guys, why don't we dive into today's topic then? And as we've mentioned a few times, that would be how Epic and Epicenter plans to achieve being the path of least resistance for the masses. And I actually thought that a good starting point might actually be to discuss one of the pieces of news and updates for the week, and obviously the Freeman Express news. So, as I've mentioned, we're getting closer and closer to the, the release of fiat on ramps and fiat off ramps and being able to spend Epic Cash using debit and credit cards. But I'd, I'd like to find out what people think this will do, you know, both in terms of demand and, and the price of Epic Cash and how will this make it easy for mass adoption? So, wow, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> my, my sound actually cut out. Can you, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, sure. I would just like to find out what what we believe this will do for the demand and the price of Epic, the, and you know how does this eventually make it easier for mass adoption? The, the Freeman Express specifically, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, I mean, we're looking at massive integrations of uh, merchant services. Um, there's a laundry list of integrations, 3D Car, 8Quanta, Astound Commerce, Bridge, Bridger Pay, Chargeify, Chargebee, Commerso. I'm not going to say all of them, but Google Analytics, <laughs> HubSpot. Um, I mean, go, we, it goes all the way through the alphabet. I think every letter is fairly represented by several, five or six, you know, different um, Numus Pay, Scusync, Trellis, Taximo, Trade Global, Ubercart, Ultracart, Xcart. Um, wow. So these all represent, you know, yeah, people like there's all these financial services that people use all over for uh, 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 moving money around. Um, Wells Fargo has something on theirs uh, on, on their app. Uh, 
Um, different banking services have, have their own different names for these things. Um, uh, there's, you know, the more the bigger names like Samsung Pay, um, Google Pay, Apple Pay. Um, this is this is all part of the vision of of integration. That's part of this Freeman Express. Um, you know, and then there's for Epic holders specifically, there is um, <clears throat> this idea that we can have. Um, okay, oh, that, that, I, sorry, I was trying to. I, I lost my place here. Uh, this is <laughs> no problem. It, it's um. Yeah, so there are these account limits and, you know, varying level, levels of uh, KYC. So, so this is um, kind of the mainstream um, ramp for Epic to go, you know, outside of the native chain. Um, but, you know, if you want to do some KYC, you, you can up your transaction limits and stuff like that. And so, you know, this is, this is um, sort of a, at the epicenter, um, Personal finance uh, model, I guess, um, and so and so. This is something that anyone holding Epic could participate in, and so it's it's you know people say, well, okay, fine. You, you say you're going to bank the currently unbanked, but how are you going to do it? And what this Freeman Express document that I'm looking at does is it lays it all out for how you can participate. Yes, because that was always a question, wasn't it? It's all good until you get down to that nitty-gritty of writing those lines down yeah. in the project that you're reading and how exactly does this all come about. That makes everybody as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Everybody has different limits. And when you're funding projects, even investment projects, yeah, and, what level of comfort makes them? Yeah, and it's nice that there's even a, you know, a, a, not, a, a no KYC option, you know, if you want to yeah. just operate on a or conduct small personal banking stuff, that's probably going to work for a lot of people around the world. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think for me, it was, um, it was almost a case of, of actually realizing that, okay, now we actually all have a, an absolute use case for Epic Cash. Now, that's not to say that we don't believe there's a use case because we obviously all do, but if I'm an outsider looking in, many might speculate and say, well, okay, this, this has some fantastic properties, the scarcity, the privacy, the true fungibility, but what's it actually used for at the moment? And I think many people might draw the conclusion that don't know all the information that we know. They might say, okay, well, this is, this is at best a speculative asset. To me, the fact that we can now start, you know, soon transacting in Epic Cash with debit cards, with credit cards, and with all the merchant you just listed is low, that, that gives it a true use and it takes the the kind of um, bracket of being labeled as a, a speculative asset into actually an asset we can use as true money. Yeah. It allows it. Yeah. I don't know. And this isn't really a technical answer, but it allows you to have answers to questions, which I think people find comforting, even if in the end they didn't really need them and the original options were just fine. The fact that you have answers to those questions, it does take you out of that speculative asset or, Hey, that's great. Come back to me when merchants are using this. It, you have answers and you can talk to them and then the conversations carry on and you can really show them what it's about. Um, yeah, I want to add into this that um, this reminds me of like <laughs> earlier this week. My mom, my mom is not tech savvy, um, but she wants to buy Epic Cash. You know, after hearing me talk about it for <laughs> like a few months and my dad has some. My nice. mom is so not tech savvy, none of this. And when she heard that we have to first buy BTC mm. and then Epic, she was just like, wait, why? Yeah. Like that's totally confused her. Yep. And um, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought that was funny. But Freeman Express will literally just be a fiat on-ramp for, I mean, on and off-ramp for any, not any, but there's going to be many different fiat currencies that can just go straight to buying Epic with no, um, with the conventional method of just a credit card. Um, and I think, I think this is key. Like it's not key, but it's a huge piece. Like there are two ways we can reach mass adoption. Epic could either 
blow up and you know take over the world and everybody is transacting in the native epic blockchain and this that or you know we could just skip this freeman express will allow us to skip a huge step and kind of hop straight to mass adoption because once this credit card is in place it doesn't matter how many people are using epic at the time if i can go to walmart and use this credit card to buy whatever i want with my epic cash then that's it you know banks you know no need for banks anymore no need for i mean i'm not gonna say no need but you can fully use epic cash as your money wherever you want so i mean yeah just the fact that we have it in the bag i think it you know it might take a year my I, I don't know you know i don't know the timelines it might take a little while but just the fact that this is in the bag is just a big deal in my opinion it's a fantastic illustration of the roadmap um and people ask for a roadmap all the time we have links that go to the roadmap and and the roadmap is kind of a little broad um and generalized and you know this would be a good jumping off point from some of those topics on the roadmap of of how we you know are what we're targeting and um yeah where we're going with this and, and how we get there and you know another part of that calculus is the people we're grassroots 100 percent volunteer um community there's no ceo there's no boss it's permissionless anyone can go and pro proposition a, a store manager to accept epic cash um this freeman express um makes it a lot easier for merchants um to to see that you know it's 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 it further legitimizes it you know if we can get paypal whoo there go you know that that to levi's point <laughs> i mean that that's that's the big boom <laughs> right there, you know, and, you know, if you start, when you start hearing, oh, eBay accepts Epic, you know, and, uh, oh, Amazon. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. And I think this is it's going to happen. <laughs> and this is part of it. And you're giving them all of those answers. Yeah. And you're giving them, um, legitimate above board, transparent answers to stuff like that, because, what we don't want to see is people not understanding truly what they are doing with their own money. So sometimes when you're getting started, it is daunting to say, Hey, you have to, you have to open, um, you know, a centralized exchange account. You have to put your fiat into BTC. You have to then transfer. That gets really overwhelming for people. It's an important process for them to understand at a certain point that it exists, probably in, not your mom, perhaps because she's not, she's doing it with advice, but I've seen people and they've come to me when they when they lose money because they want to invest their savings. So somebody who works at an exchange like this, or not an exchange, sorry, at a cryptocurrency, will just talk to them and say, hey, don't worry about it. You don't have to go through all those processes. We'll just, you know, exchange fiat for this brand new cryptocurrency and it'll all be fine. Well, the stuff is staked or it's otherwise tied up or it's so new they can't sell it. There's so many things they don't learn. So that's a really bad thing. And the way Freeman Express has been set up, it is a very good thing. It is very clear. It's very transparent. People understand exactly what they're doing, exactly how liquid their, their cryptocurrency is. And, and it takes out all that fuss and bother and saves them even more money, which is one of those great promises of DeFi is we'll save you fuss and bother and money. And we're not telling you you know, that you don't have to pay bills with this and you don't have to go back and forth all the time and pay those fees. We're telling you we know that. And here's a great solution for it. Yeah, not only that, but it was it was Max as well mentioning the fact that he's been studying all of the centralized exchange fees, you know, Kraken and yeah. Binance, FTX, Coinbase, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, just learning the fact that, you know, for a 50 pound Coinbase purchase, I think it's 52 pounds if for BTC and you pay a 199 fee, I'm sure it's not going to be anything close to that. Um, so that's also obviously a massive plus. Yeah. This will be a huge plus for small business too because maybe they don't or can't leave it all in their Epic, into Epic. They have bills they have to pay. So all of those transactions, that was a, that was a big barrier um, until they get their footing. So yeah, I think it's great. So wants another to come in, thing, yeah, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, people need to latch on to or else we need to latch on to people that 
will even listen to like the the little short video that Levi brought up, you know, about what our money has been doing over the past 100, 200 years and how it's come about. And people need, uh, I'm not saying they need, but it, it needs to become apparent to them what is going on uh, all over the world and um, where money has been and where it's going with cryptocurrency. So just explaining it, whether you get somebody to sign up an invite wallet and, and accept it right now is one thing, but just plant seeds, plant seeds around the world, you know, th that there is another um, monetary system yep. coming. Yep. Money is changing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I also have um, Venturis. I found, Hey. please pronounce your name. Please pronounce your name for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually invited him to be a speaker, um, but I don't know whether he's managed to, you know, see that or accept it. So, to avoid us having those uh, those dead silences, yeah. I'll, um, I'll move on to EUSD, and then whenever you can um, unmute Venti for us, then um, obviously we'll, we'll jump in and um, you can introduce yourself. But I actually wanted to move us on to like a, a similar area that we were just discussing, but a slightly different asset. Now, Max posted in the Telegram a few weeks ago that he was working on a deal to see EUSD gift cards be placed in around 900,000 stores. Now, as I've just mentioned, it's obviously a different asset to Epic, but for me, it's, it's similar in principle in terms of the effects it will have on mass adoption of the Epicenter ecosystem. So I was just wondering, just as a, just as a genuine question, you know, seeing this on the store shelves for the first time, you know, how will you guys feel? How will you react? Because for me, it will be a bit of a wow moment. They won't have any inventory in the stores that I'm near because I will purchase them and distribute them. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's easy. I just need to know where the stores are. I, I will purchase some overpriced airline tickets and make things happen because I, I, I would just be so jazzed to see that. But you bring up a good point is though is that that's another good thing for businesses those are good promotions that make them those are shiny things mm -hmm. that a business can offer when how do we bring people to DeFi? yeah gift cards would do it, absolutely and working with those fan cons and uh, organizations that takes a bit of time but hopefully as i'm doing that that's the point is that they're going to have that wallet and they're going to give different ticket holder levels tokens in and give them epic tokens and so if you have a vip member uh, vip ticket you get more of these tokens, which you can use at the gift store, but then you can take them home too. That's how those. Yeah, just for me, I, I, I was going to say, just the, the day that I see that that EUSD gift card in, I mean, I don't know when we may see them in the UK. But um, I think some of you guys may know that we have, um, my wife and I, we have family in both Seattle and Pennsylvania. You know, once we eventually see, you know, stores having those EUSD gift cards, I mean, it will just be, um, it would be a little bit surreal, to be honest, because we're all on this journey. I know someone mentioned it, episode two or episode three. You know, we're, we're all in this chat and there's only 10 of us live and... You know, maybe in like six months time, you know, who knows where we'll be. But we may look back on these times and think, wow, like, you know, we were imagining when we're going to get these EUSD gift cards <laughs> and when we can start using Epic Cash on debit cards and Fiat on ramps. And it, it would just be a little bit surreal the day that those things you know, come to fruition. Yeah, that's that's really true, Dram. And um, about these, yeah, these gift cards. I mean, I was kind of mind blown by the idea. It's just it seems like too cool, you know. It really comes down to it like this, like Epic is first to the table on so many things, you know, whether it's the, you know, newest, best technology, crypto technology or um, adding in all these different components to this whole crypto system. You know, essentially what's going to end up happening is either Epic is going to get mass adopted because of, you know, the qualities of the project or, you know, for so many reasons that we've already discussed and we've heard so many times. Or we're just going to literally force our way in by gift cards throughout the stores or Freeman Express. You know, making it too easy to be used as money. And it's just, you know, whether we look at it through the technology or the, um, you know, the topic that we're discussing today of just ease of mass adoption and the path of least resistance... We're going to get there, you know, it's just, and like Islo said earlier, 
you know, we don't know what's going to happen next, who's going to show up next, you know, what, what's going to happen, we don't really know what's going to happen next, but it's going to happen like that, and it's going to be really cool, so yeah. Absolutely. And I think you're going to find, too, that in all kinds of uh, more, not necessarily social work areas, but areas of um, human well-being, like the, the WalkSafe app, I'm working on things like that, to have a gift card like that where you can give it to somebody, they can buy food that people don't need to know about. They can buy a bus ticket that nobody needs to know about. They can, you know, they can do all kinds of things and nobody needs to know that it's been done and it doesn't have to be on their phone and it doesn't have to be anywhere in that case. So they can give it to their kids and say, here, you know, you can now buy lunch, you can buy clothes, you can buy whatever, just keep it in your pocket. It almost sounds a little bit amazing, doesn't it, that we're at this stage and we're not there yet and we all believe, in, in my eyes anyway, I can speak for myself and most of the people on here, I'm sure that we all believe we're going to get there. It's just, um, it's just seeing that, I know I keep saying it, come to fruition and seeing it play out, that will be the most amazing thing to, to witness. And then we can also, we can just keep labelling ourselves as the, you know, the true OGs, true OGs of Epic Cash. So I'd, I was actually going to end on E1. Sorry, I was actually going to end on centralized exchanges, but I thought instead of ending on more of a more of a neutral or maybe negative note, I actually, I, maybe I will throw this in now and then we can end on, on E1. So in terms of centralized exchanges, I actually wanted to throw maybe a, a curveball in today's discussion because today's discussion has been wonderfully positive and, and brilliant so far. But we're talking about, again, we're creating the path of least resistance for the mass, the masses to adopt Epic Cash. And, of course, we all know that we're not on any centralized exchanges at the moment. And most of us were put off by the experience and the relationship we had with BitMart. So if I'm an outsider playing devil's advocate, one might say in this regard that it's making the path more resistant for the masses because Epic Cash isn't on a decentral, sorry, on a centralized exchange. Because as we all know, whoever is regular in crypto and has been here for a long time, there are far more users of centralized exchanges than there are users of decentralized exchanges. So I, I'd love to know how people interpret this and whether you agree, whether you disagree, and you know, what are your reasons for, for your opinion? Oh, can I jump in right right before Isla? Because absolutely, you have so much information on this, Isla, and you've been doing this longer than I have in terms of <laughs> community. I've been, you've been in the community longer than than I have, but I mean, for me, that that's so absolutely true. And the reason there, there's well, I think the reason there's fewer people on DeFi than there is on centralized exchanges is familiarity, tech savvy the ability to keep it all safe and the ability to just understand what the hell it's all about. Um, kind of explaining this over and over as to what this whole system is. There's a difference between currency and money and currency is something you exchange one for another. So it doesn't have to be a dollar bill. This is going to be uh, fantastic because it's going to allow people to open up that DeFi world, but they are not going to skip that part where they have to know what they're doing. They're still going to need to understand what they're doing with their money. They're just not going to have to pay finance and BTC and, and all the gas fees and everything in the middle. So you still have that responsibility, that level of responsibility. You still have that level of, hey, you need a trusted community. You need some security. But now you don't have all the other crap out there that really is superfluous, but you still have this... Um, personal responsibility that you're taking on and you're doing it right so that's my two cents yeah should we let izzy go ham <laughs> go ham izzy <laughs> well yeah yeah kim makes very good points as she typically does and uh, you know just to expound on that um when i introduce these nice young ladies from lincoln nebraska maybe i shouldn't be so specific anyways <laughs> Um, <laughs> about you know it's it's a pretty big population but anyways um yeah uh I, playing that that back in my head if i would have gone through the pro the bit showing them how to do it on bitmart it would have been this whole kyc thing it actually would have taken i, I would expect longer because you know maybe they don't want to use this email address or that email address and they've got to enter in their physical home address you know and 
then there can be various levels of um, KYC after that if they want. You know, it, but with Vite it, or Vite, it was just like, okay, go to the App Store. Okay, you got it. Um, those are your keywords. Okay, you've got those down. Okay, and now you're in. Um, you've added Epic 002. Um, show me your address. Okay, or the uh, QR code. I'm scanning it. And and as soon as I click send, they had ten epic, you know, in, in their wallets, and and um and they were like, wow, that was fast, and and it, it was you know five minutes of, of of pain on on the phone and going through it, and then it was like instant gratification when I when I click send. So, um, but to the to the centralized exchange points, um, and and what's going on there to to the outsider looking in. Um, absolutely, there are the finance customers of the world, the Coinbase customers of the world, the, the Bitrix, and I mean Coinbit and Bitwell and and KuCoin and and I, and I love a lot of these gate gate and I and you can I mean there's there's dozens um, that are that are relevant and and claim dozens of thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of users. And, and, and it's like, wow, you know, there's, there's all this activity out there in the world. And uh, no one knows, none of these centralized exchanges know about Epic Cash. I mean, some, they know about us, but um, they just haven't found it in their self-interest to list us yet. And what we have found with centralized exchanges is when we pursue them, um, they're in the profit business and they're going to find ways to get profit out of our community, which could be better spent on development. Um, so that's, that's kind of, that's really it in a nutshell. Um, I mean, I could go on, uh, we got 20 minutes left and it's centralized exchanges. Um, we, of, um, of, I wanna... of course we want centralized exchanges. I'll let, I'll let Levi go. <laughs> oh, uh, do you, I mean, you could finish your I'm point. Sorry, I'm sorry. I mispronounced your name, Levy. I'm sorry about that. No, that's good. You know, Le- I, Le- I, you know, Levy. Levy. Yeah, Levy. It is pronounced Levy, but Sorry. you know Levi works one hundred percent. My aunts and uncles and my grandma calls me I'll Levi. I'll try to keep everybody. You know, I, I, it's it's more of like a religious thing. But, that's awesome. Yeah. You're the first Levy I've ever met, and I want to get it right. So <laughs> me too. Thanks. Yeah. Me oh, too. sweet, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, honestly, personally, I'm not such a fan of centralized exchanges. Um. Like, I think it would be cool if Epic. I mean. I don't think that's going to be the main place where Epic uh, gets. I don't think that's going to be the path of least resistance for Epic, you know, getting on the exchanges. Um, I think because there are only, you know, 300 million people in crypto as of now. <clears throat> I think most of those, you know, the rest. <clears throat> I need a drink. I think, um, I think first off, I think Freeman Express will be a bigger deal. Uh, I mean, not a bigger deal. We're definitely, with E1, we're going to get on these exchanges. Uh, with a token, you know, without having to pay, you know, they can add us when they want to. But really, um, I think things like Freeman Express, I also hear that the mobile wallet um, uh, is supposed to have this service called AnySwap, where people will be able to just get Epicash straight from the mobile wallet, which I think is extremely valuable too. Um, But... Um, yeah, you know, with E1, we're going to get on these centralized exchanges naturally over time. But, I mean, there's only 300 million people in crypto. That's And what about the billions of yeah. other people? You know, we need all these ways that we've discussed to get adopted. Um, so, well, that's a really yeah, good that's point. About that's a really exchanges. good point on E1 and, and, and the correlation to centralized exchanges because we've, we've seen that um, tokens, uh, you know, things that aren't, are not layer one coins like Epic Cash, but tokens are far easier to integrate into centralized exchanges. You get far less friction. Um, it's, there's less cost involved. Um, so, and, and that, that is a pathway to, 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 to integration and, and to achieving the path of least resistance. And, and really, uh, I, I think probably Jam was gonna lead into the E1 about you know, the, why, why it's so important, but, but um, I don't know if we wanna turn it over, back over to Jam for the E1 introduction. Yeah, I was just, um, I was actually just going to maybe maybe push us on this a little bit and, and maybe I can yeah. push us towards this conclusion perhaps. But are we saying then as a community that we believe the advantages of having a fiat on ramp takes away 
the perceived disadvantages of not being on a centralized exchange. I, I mean solely Epic, not E1, because E1 will be just a matter of time. But do we think that do we think that the advantages of having fiat on ramps and all of the Freeman Express news that we discussed earlier takes away those those perceived disadvantages? Yes, I totally yeah. think so. <laughs> well, yes. I do not want. Okay. I... Uh, <laughs> unanimous. That's, no, that's well, unanimous. Not, not, not yeah. necessarily unanimous, because I want to give uh, credit to to all those diehard centralized exchange fans out there. You know, I mean, uh, I, but I, I think a lot of those diehard centralized exchange fans just don't realize what most C CEXs have turned into. Um, they're not the good guys that they once were. That are that were just you know listing and and more open. They're they're definitely far more hell bent on profiteering and 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 they. And they it's better to just let them list us when they will. But yeah, to 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 everyone's uh, uh, you know uh, the unanimous uh, support for fiat on ramps that that really is um, the path of least resistance to so many people. Um, just being able to just go swipe a card or go and walk into a store and and pick up a gift card. Yeah. Yeah, and that—that's what I meant. It what takes it, away all of that stress. Oh, so, sorry, John. Take away all of that stress, so that the centralized exchanges will happen in a more natural way, and there'll always be people that would prefer to be there. Yeah. But it takes away the stress because it is the whole thing can it's, just expand and blow. It's up grassroots. It. It's it's the blossoming of grassroots. Like you go you go from grassroots of like Max and Todd Lewis and their early cohort. And of, of you know group of friends, and then you add a few dozen people after that, and now there's hundreds of volunteers, if not thousands, and we're in hundreds of countries. We have tens of thousands of nodes, tens of thousands of miners all over all over the world, and we're at like phase zero, I would say. You know, we haven't even taken the car out of the garage, as they say in the videos, um, and 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 and. and, and yeah, and so that grass, that it, this is grassroots development, and when it when it explodes and everybody knows about it, it's it's going to be insane. If you open the floodgates at grassroots, everything else will just happen faster and in its own time. So Go on, I'll, I'll small, hand over to you, Donna. Yeah, for the smaller investor, though, you know, like my grandson who was interested, you know, and he isn't a big savings person. He doesn't have a big savings account that he's going to dump $10,000 over into BTC and then to Epic. You know, and another uh, community member in the ladies chat has also used the same system, which is go to a, AT, a BTC ATM. You can acquire it right there and use the keys to get it transferred you know, over to Vite without even using an on-ramp like a, uh, a currency exchange of any kind, whether it be decentralized or centralized. And that may be the, the, the path that some people are going to want to take. They don't want to have to give out any information, you know. Well, they will at one of those anyway. They'll have to at least give their phone number um, or maybe an email. I haven't done it myself. I know another lady in our ladies chat has done it several times, you know, so there's, uh, you know, the, the, the person who's the truck driver, the housewife, <laughs> the teacher, you know, people out here who, who haven't been following crypto for 10 years. There's people out here who are just now learning about what is Bitcoin, you know, what is all this uh, other crypto and, you know, those that's how we're going to achieve the masses. We have to start talking to the the unknown, the people who don't even know what the difference between centralized and decentralized is. Yep. And I think the best thing to do for them is help them find trusted ways to do that. So if they do have to give out information, they've done it and they're well educated on, on where they did it or why they did it or who's behind the exchange they used. Right. So. Okay, so I mean that that was obviously very very useful because um, I know you mentioned a few points, Donna, on Bitcoin ATMs, and I can personally touch upon that being in Argentina for two months. Is that there are quite a lot throughout Argentina, especially in Buenos Aires. And oh, they're everywhere. Yeah, 
And, um, I mean, I, I've seen a few in the US as well. You guys will know a lot more than me about the US. But in terms of speaking for Argentina, yeah, I, I can I can certainly say that there's, they're everywhere there. But you, sometimes you need, I think sometimes you need KYC. I know in Argentina you needed to present your national ID. Um, and maybe it's similar in the US. I don't know whether anybody has any information on that at all. I'm in Canada. That's not common here. Well, I I know that the centralized exchange like Coinbase or uh, uh, BitTrue and and KuCoin, all of those, not only do they require the KYC, but once you have your bank account connected and you transfer, you know, uh, any amount of money, I th I think they might free up a thousand if you're if you're depositing say five thousand into Coinbase. Uh, they freeze your money for 10 days, or at least Coinbase has done that to me. And it's really irritating because you'll see a, 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 coin, a coin that you're wanting to go ahead and get into because you know it's on the rise, you know it's starting to go up, and you're, <laughs> you're waiting 10 days because your money's frozen in this exchange. So, so if that's legal reasons or money laundering reasons or like there's a lot of AML rules or is it just mm -hmm. Coinbase wants to use your money before you can use your I don't right know. they, they <laughs> yeah. some interest on your money <laughs> do we want to go down that rabbit hole of uh, rehypothecation and um, and frac right. fractional reserve and oh that's that's another two hours I think of shows mm. at least um, but I, I wanted to as as we mentioned earlier the uh, the E1 scenario. So I think we all know that the development of E1 does sacrifice privacy because, you know, the token will be placed onto many other blockchains that don't share the same characteristics that Mimblewimble does and Epic Cash uses as its core technology. And so I wanted to just bring up the trade-offs here in terms of sacrificing privacy for the ability to onboard many more people across multiple other blockchains so I'd love to hear people's thoughts on that. Is giving up someone's is giving up our privacy in the epicenter ecosystem with using E1 worth the benefits E1 will bring? Um, I wonder I mean, I if this will be unanimous again. Well, I I was I don't really call it. It's not um, it's not a required giving up of information. So for me, it's compartmentalized, and you will always. I mean, getting money from a fiat system into a non-fiat system, there's always going to have to be some accountability there that the governments that issue these currencies want to know where they go and when they come back. So as people stay in that system, then things might be different. But I think this is wonderful because it's an option and it's one of the cleanest, best, op it'll be the cleanest, best option out there. And you will at some point have to, you know, figure out how to get your fiat money into the DeFi currencies if that's what you want to use. So I don't see this as a problem. I see it as a bonus because it's a choice and it's not taking over the whole um, ideology of Epic. I really like the use of the term compartmentalized. Um, I was going to say, you know, my, my train of thought was people people just, and I, I was doing the same thing. I was asking a lot of the same questions uh, a couple of years ago about privacy and you know, and, and I, I, it just seems like there's this um, sense of how do I completely erase myself, um, you know, and, and that's that shouldn't really be the goal. Like you should still be a normal person out there in the world and transacting. And, you know, there's certain things that you, you may want more privacy for. And uh, you can certain like when you go and you try to be anonymous or private, um, it, it's, it's a whole OPSEC uh, thing. Uh, you shouldn't just expect to download a wallet and the technology is going to do everything for you. You should educate yourself on how to compartmentalize um, and, and, and be private and, and what the risks are. And, you know, um, what are you, you know, like how much are you actually, what, what, what's really on the line for you? You know, is, is your job and career and family worth, worth whatever you're, you're getting into? Um, and those are personal decisions for everyone to make, but these aren't things that I do. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I value, I, yeah, I value privacy. Um, I like the idea that people get, can't just eavesdrop on my my native chain, my native Epic Cash chain transactions, um, and I I could transact on on that side of things uh, peer to peer. Um, but you know, if I want to just go um, work on some loan, you know, work that offer up some of my Epic Cash as as uh, collateral for somebody uh, for a loan. Um, 
that could you know that could be a, a useful way that E1 and EUSD gets gets integrated to all that. Um, and I'm okay with uh, I would be okay with um, uh, giving up some of some privacy around that. Yeah, I, exactly. I think I think even more than you know having access to centralized exchanges, which E1 will allow. I think the fact that it unlocks EUSD. Um, yeah. And basically allows us to become our own bank. I think that's just the real great yes. thing about Elon. Um, so yeah. Okay, I think we've managed to get Venti first on. Hey. So I'm hoping I could introduce you now, Venti. Um, uh, apologies if I'm not saying your name correctly. I'm hoping you can correct me if I if I am saying it incorrectly. But uh, Venti first has created a proposal to be able to provide translation services to the Epic Cash community, which which will of course provide numerous benefits that we've discussed earlier. So, good morning to you. Why don't you come off uh, off of mute and introduce yourself, and you know tell the community all about your translation services and and what you can bring to Epic Cash. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. I want to thank you. Everyone, to thank everyone, the mother tracker, easy. To, to thanks all the team of Epic. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 uh, it's honest. Uh, I am very happy to be with you. For um, the translation, I am uh, I am uh, with uh, this project with the Epic Cash project since 2019, and. Uh, I am uh, giving all my best uh, for uh, for the project for Mr. Uh, Marx and all the and all the team. So um, I have large largest community in the translation. I build my uh, uh, my team. We are like family with them. So uh, we work very hard and uh, sometimes. Uh, not only the translation, I do the design. So I do so. I I give all my best for uh, for my job. So I am specializing in uh, only in the translation. So uh, awesome! Sure. Venti Fruz. Venti Fruz. Can you say your name for us one time so that we might pronounce it better in the future? Oh, sure. That's exactly what I was going to say, Izzy. Thanks for that. Thank okay. you. My name is Ivan. My name is Ivan Duchanier. Um, Ivan, okay. I'm from France. Uh, I am uh, almost 13 years old. Uh, I live in France and in Dubai. But uh, now, actually, I am in Algeria. Uh, I am working from there. So uh, maybe I will stay here for uh, two or three three weeks and they come back to finance. Awesome, amazing. Ivan, yeah. can I ask you another question? Is how do, how do you pronounce what what is Ventifruce? Is that a business? Is that a does that mean something in French? Uh, it is, you know, uh, in uh, 2015 or uh, like that 14, I was in one uh, forum. They sell uh, something uh, US like. Uh, uh, card like card, uh, they sell card, the US card. I mean, uh, it's uh, for carding. I, I don't know if you know carding. Awesome. Card so I, I got it. I got it. I understand. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. So I, I was in the, in the, that forum, and uh, someone is his name is Vont uh, Affair, yes, like that. And I take the and he he was doing amazing job and I take his name and I, I am using. Yeah. Okay. So for all for all listeners, then Ivan, uh, I just wanted to bring up a, a, just to mention a little bit about your your business and your translation services. So for those listening in, I understand that it's required for ninety two point one six Epic Cash for each translation. Yes. Um, you know, could you perhaps touch on this and maybe give a little bit more information? For for sure. Yes, um, the price 92.16 epics. It's coming from the number of uh, the words in uh, in uh, the in the JSON file. So we count. I counted the the words, the number of words inside, and I multiply it uh, by uh, uh, eight cents. 
0.08 dollar so i got sure. it uh, and i share it uh, i am doing like that since a long time it's, fantastic okay it's awesome member of the, the works no that makes sense well there's a methodology behind it so yeah that makes perfect sense well Ivan, thank you very much for joining on the show today. Thank we managed you. to get you on, which is, which is fantastic. And hopefully we can have, have more of you on the show. Um, and I'm sure that your services that you'll provide us will be absolutely worthwhile. And I look forward to seeing the first translation being completed. Yes, yes, I do. I did the Spanish uh, translation and uh, it is done. It, oh, it's I, already done. Oh, wow. Okay, that yeah, was quick. Yes. No, it's uh, it's now it's five days. Right oh, now. okay. Yes, we took some times to do it because there are a lot of uh, PDF and sometimes we do like I said, we do uh, design. Uh, you know, so when we are translating and putting the the, the text inside the the original uh, PDF, it uh, sometimes the design missed uh, move. You know. So sure. I have uh, yes I have to to translate proofread it and uh, give it to the designer. So it's take a little bit uh, time because there is uh, there is time zone different. Sure. No, that makes sense. Well, I know Izzy. I know you mentioned earlier that actually having Ivan on today is almost like perfect timing because of the discussion and the topic that we had today. And I'm just wondering whether. You know, yourself or anybody else wanted to chime in on on how important that is to have these documentate this documents and all the documentation involved with Epic Cash translated into multiple oh. languages languages I probably haven't even heard of. For sure, and it's kicked off um, the wheels turning on other uh, sides of this. So not just the work that um, like uh, Ryan um, Kamiski uh, is doing in Thailand, um, but also just the, the, the fact that Vite or Vite uh, doesn't have uh, a whole lot of language support. And it's like, really? Like, you know, and so those those questions are getting asked and, and how we get Vite to, to be, be more supportive because that just um, breaks down the language barriers and uh, reduces the resistance, you know, it makes it more of a, a path of least resistance when someone can go in their native language and just go, okay, yeah, um, this makes sense to me. I see what's going on here. Um, rather than trying to, you know, decipher across, you know, a, a second, third language, whatever. So yeah, I, I hugely value uh, Yvonne's work and I, I will, uh, a I will uh, pipe up a bit. I know he has a, a telegram group and there's some support going on in there. I've been kind of like wondering, okay, what, what country should I adopt? You know? <laughs> and and uh, so I, 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 I don't know. There's so many and, and you know, and it's, I'm excited to uh, participate. So thanks so much, Yvonne. It's, it's, it's great that you're on here and uh, telling us about it. Really appreciate you. Thank you, Mr. Izzy. Thank you very much. I want to thank you everyone because I know you are doing a very amazing job. Everyone in the team has uh, his uh, his um, importance in the team. He is giving his best. I believe that. Thank you very much, Izzy. Right on. My pleasure. I'm so thrilled for what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want the China one. <laughs> I want the China <laughs> translation. Nice. I was thinking nice. about that too. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I think this is actually one of my favorite. This is one of the things that caught my eye with Epic Cash when I first got into the project. And I think it's one of my favorite parts uh, about this project because we really value, you know, not just, you know, worldwide adoption, but we value elevating all these countries with this new monetary system. And um, having this, this GUI wallet translated um, and uh, we're, we were discussing also the financial freedom for the masses PDF as well, having those documents translated, this will allow, you know, Jam, I know you're going to your country, um, the Philippines, and uh, this will allow anybody in any of these countries that have translations to do the same thing that Batuhan is doing. And um, it will just be a matter of, you know, if they show up, then they'll have the translations ready. And... They can literally set up their own booths and get people involved. And no other crypto project is doing this. You're not even Bitcoin 
has as many translations as Epic had. So it's really just, you know, I could see that Epic really intends to, um, like, you know, we don't have a lot of the things, we don't have USD yet, we don't have our monetary system complete yet, but I can see that, you know, we will not stop until we get there because all these translations are already out there. So, yeah, that's what I think about the value of those translations. Thank you, Ivan. Thanks, Thank Levi. Thanks for that. I, well, I, I just wanted to say, actually, that um, today has been an absolutely brilliant discussion. It really has. I've loved it. And um, I didn't. I really don't want to cut it short. So instead of me jumping in and, and closing out today's show, would anybody like to just give off some, some rounding comments on you know, the mass adoption of Epic Cash and the least resistance? If, if you do want to, then just please unmute your mic and go for it. <laughs> okay, well, I can jump in. This is going to jump in, but I think that uh, the mass adoption of Epic is going to come from uh, Freeman Express and from the grassroots, and that's exactly where it should come from. And then we can't be chipped over by whales, by different things, or not as easily, anyway. And that, that is where the power is. It's in those grassroots masses, and that's where we're taking it. Absolutely. It's the grassroots. It's... it's um... We, we, you know, we started so much with focusing on Bitcoin and, and being perfected money, uh, uh, superior money that's made by the people uh, and made by more than just one anonymous person. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a more, there's definitely a, a, a broader social psychology case to be made here um, about what we're doing. And it really is just learning from the mistakes of the predecessor and learning from the successes of the predecessor predecessor because um, predecessors in cryptocurrency have been wildly successful. And so there's a lot of things that we can do that have, has already been done and, and the, the roadmap is, is there for us, but we, we make a, 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 a few nuanced um, crit critically important differences um, in, in our design and how we roll that out. Um, and yeah, and, and we're learning some of this as we go about the centralized exchanges um, and that it's in our best interest and in the centralized exchanges best interest to list us when they, when they feel it's right, when it's right to do, th do so. And they'll do that um, when they see an obvious volume proposition that's gonna generate income for them. And the, and the way we get there, the, the approach vector that we go through is the grassroots activism and getting more people to see that superior money that is designed by by everyday people and and not um, obligated to some centralized control figure is is how we get there. Wonderful, thanks for that, Izzy. Okay, well, I think it's probably now uh, a good time to, for you know for me to start closing this out. Um, but you know, just a quick update from me is that I'll actually be jumping on Uncle V's live show on Monday evening. A number of topics and areas will be discussed, and that will include the community participation and adoption of these Twitter spaces, such as today, that have continued to be you know, held every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And something I would like to highlight, though, is, as I'm sure you know, and I know, Levy, you mentioned it earlier, is the project I've pulled together for going to the Philippines myself this year in November and tackling this country as much as I can to help grow the awareness, the acceptance, and the adoption of Epic Cash in this wonderful country. And, you know, part of the show on Monday will include me presenting this project to you all, including the benefits of tackling the Philippines, why it's possible, and why I strongly believe that I would be a good fit for doing this project. Now, I'll go into a lot more de detail on, on Monday's show, so I won't go too in-depth for now, but I just wanted to emphasize again that, as I have numerous times over the last month or two, the Philippines, in my opinion, represents a huge opportunity for Epic Cash. I can't understate it enough. It's absolutely huge. And so, as you all know, I want to be the one to kick things off over there for us. Now, of course, this is going to require some funding. I'm sure you've seen the post or two of mine. And you know, any support that you could provide for this project, I would be really, really appreciative. And obviously, you have my word that I'll do all I can to impact the adoption and awareness of Epic Cash in the Philippines. 
So if you do share my thoughts and my passion on this opportunity and you would like to support me on this project and journey, please just drop me a DM on Telegram or on Twitter. My handle on Telegram is jam underscore 93. I'd love to hear from as many of you as possible. And the likelihood is I'll also hold a Twitter Spaces podcast and, and Q&A session within the next few weeks to discuss the project more. And you know, anybody can come on and ask questions and, and actually make suggestions on how to make this impact even more greater than I even foresee it to be. You know, this isn't, you know, I don't want this to be foreseen as Jam's project. This is a project for Epic Cash and to grow the adoption of Epic Cash. I'm just, I would just be the person that's going there, you know, but this is a, a, a team effort, a community effort. But anyway, with that said, so if you're new to Epic Cash, come and join the community at t.me forward slash Epic Cash. And make sure to come and join on episode 8 next week at the same time, 2pm Eastern. The poll for the topic of episode 8 will most likely be posted tomorrow. If you've got some ideas on future topics that you think would be valuable and interesting to discuss on a future episode, just drop me a DM and I'll add you to the Epic Cash Twitter Spaces Telegram group. Thank you to everyone for tuning in today. I've really enjoyed today's show. I hope you all have too. Have a lovely weekend and I'll speak with you all on Monday on Uncle V's live show. Thanks all. Cheers.